Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome into the Ball Blast Podcast. I am your host, Kate, and I am joined today by the famous Matthew Betts, our injury expert, uh, our sports physical therapist. Betts, how are you doing? Everybody give Betts a follow at the Fantasy PT on Twitter uh, for all of your instant injury analysis. We absolutely love the work you're putting out. And Betts, you're about to save our week for us, right? We're heading into the championship. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's here. Week 16. Um, first off, I do appreciate <laughs> being called famous. However, I'm not sure that's the case yet, but anyway, yeah, Kate, I'm, I'm super excited to be with you today. Get everyone ready for week 16. This is what we play for. This is for the championship. So hopefully we can give you some injury info that is helpful to get you ready to make some waiver claims here as you look towards your playoff matchups. I love it. Yeah, we did have uh, a few injuries that are going to be potentially impacting our, our matchups pretty heavily here. Let's just dive in. All right, first, let's talk about Derek Carr, who has a groin strain, is out for week 16. Uh, Marcus Marietta stepping up, looked fantastic last week, saw the wheels. He just took off all game long. What does this do for uh, our teams? Is Marcus Mariota a pivot that you would actually consider in the fantasy football championship? I think in single quarterback leagues, probably not. Well, definitely not. Um, you know, at this point, like if you got to the championship with presumably a stud at the quarterback position, you're not going to pivot off of him. But if you're playing in a two quarterback league or a super flex league, I think Marcus Mar- Mariota is very viable this week. I mean, basically just off the rushing alone, right? Last week came out near for 88 yards and a touchdown. And in fantasy, that's the cheat code that we look for in these rushing quarterbacks. So I am intrigued by Marcus Mariota as a two quarterback type of option. This week, taking on Miami. Uh, the other thing to consider, too, is that we've seen these mobile quarterbacks kind of open up the running game uh, for other running backs previously. Most recently, Miles Sanders with Jalen Hurts in Philly. We could potentially see an even better game this week from Josh Jacobs. So interested for sure in two quarterback leagues. Not a ton if I'm talking about a single quarterback league. All right. I love it. How about uh, the guy that's carried me to all of my championships this year? Stephon Diggs, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. We saw him uh, hobble off. He was eventually carted off, and then we saw him come back to the field uh, in Saturday night's game against the Broncos. Uh, what do we like? Do we know what this injury actually is, or will this impact his availability next week? The details for it right now aren't really um, super obvious, so we don't really know exactly what's going on. I presume this is some sort of mild foot sprain or bruise. But when you look at, you know, the the kind of week that he's had as far as like when the injury occurred and what will happen this week, it's kind of nice that he had that Saturday game as opposed to Sunday or Monday. And then this coming week, he's playing on Monday Night Football. So he kind of has that extra day or two built into his recovery. By all accounts, it's minor. The team isn't worried. But we know the story with these foot injuries, right? In the past, teams have said that and then they've come out and been like, oh, actually, this is actually more serious than we thought. So as of now, I don't have a ton of information. I'm approaching it as if it is minor and assuming he'll be okay. But because he plays on Monday Night Football, like you better have a backup option just in case. So if Cole Beasley is still out there, obviously he's viable. 
You could look at Gabriel Davis as a security piece for your roster heading into Monday Night Football. So those are the two names that I would look at potentially uh, for the Bills here as they play on Monday Night Football against the Patriots. Absolutely, especially for such a key piece that I know he carried me to my championships, but he carried so many people. He has just been such a voluminous quarter or uh, wide receiver this season. How about James Robinson running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Rookie running back came out of left field this year. Uh, saved our seasons, really. He has truly been one of the most valuable, uh, valuable running backs this season. You got him off waivers, and he performed as an RB1 all season. Now he has a left ankle sprain, likely to be out for the championship week. What does this mean for uh, who's going to run the ball? I, I have no idea. That's a great question. Yeah, he's going to miss this week and, and likely week 17 as well with this high ankle sprain. It kind of went under the radar this past week, and it was because it happened late in the game. But yeah, there's virtually no chance he plays for the rest of the season. Obviously, this team looking to lock up that number one seed. I, I don't think they're going to rush him back out there. So he is done. It's been a great story, but it's a, it's a bummer for sure for James Robinson. But as far as their backfield, looking forward, it's probably going to be some sort of mix with Dario Ogunbowale picking up the pass catching work and then Divine Azigbo with the rushing attack. I don't know about you, but no thank you for both these guys. I think they take on Chicago this week, who has been a pretty decent run defense. So yeah, for me, no thank you in my championship matchup, even as a flex play. Uh, I'm off of the, the Jacksonville backfield. Yes, that is a hard pass for me as well. Uh, a more interesting running back, uh, more interesting backfield for me. Clyde Edwards Elair left with a left hip injury, high ankle sprain, out for weeks 16 and 17. Is that confirmed? Yeah, they've already said that they're they're hopeful he'll be back for the divisional round. So at this point, it, it's more the I think the ankle that's going to keep him out. He battled battling right now, kind of like a two injury type of situation. So if you saw the play. His right leg was basically extended out to the side like in a split. His left leg was flexed at the knee, so his knee was bent, and then his ankle kind of got trapped behind him. So he suffered a groin strain at the same time as a high ankle sprain. And really, the groin strain, you know, it's important for sure for these running backs, but it's the high ankle sprain that concerns me more. I do expect him to miss this week, next week, and then potentially um, their first playoff game when that time comes. So it is a situation that if you're playing, you know, obviously in season-long leagues, he's done. If you're playing DFS, plan for him not to be in your player pool for a couple weeks. And then last year, Key, I know you and I played like in a um, a playoff fantasy league together, which was a ton of fun. You and Michelle hosted. So if you're in, in that kind of format, looking forward for a few weeks, CEH is a guy who probably isn't going to be himself for the rest of this season, even looking forward towards like, you know, the Super Bowl and that sort of thing. So it's a bummer for a guy who I feel like had a lot of hope and promise early in the season and then kind of is disappointing lately. But it looks like he is going to be out for the rest of the season for our purposes here in fantasy. And we have Le'Veon Bell, who now gets that backfield uh, not totally to himself. I'm sure Daryl Williams will get some work in there. But Le'Veon Bell, uh, he actually had a decent fantasy week, uh, posted a rushing touchdown, looked uh, looked decent, I'm going to say. Had a 60-yard game. That's fine. Um, how how highly would you uh, rank our guy Le'Veon Bell this week against the Atlanta defense, who's actually been kind of sneaky good against the run? Are you excited about playing him, knowing that he could have an increased workload this week? I think it depends on what your options are and like where you're at. Like if you had James Robinson and you're desperate for an RB two, 
sure he's fine but like you said this Atlanta defense has actually been really good and under interim coach Raheem Morris like they've focused on stopping the run and making defenses try to kind of beat them through the air which with this offense that we're talking about the Chiefs they've essentially abandoned their running game right like Clyde Edwards Elaire and Le'Veon Bell are only getting work when they're kind of in mop-up duty in the third and fourth quarter when the Chiefs are up by two scores so I think this is a situation that could be a trap against Atlanta they do have a huge implied team total it's a high over under so the game environment looks good but to me, it's hard to get behind a guy who we haven't really seen him get a full workload since he's been with the Jets. And even then, you know, what was it like? It wasn't great. So I think he's fine as an RB2 this week. I'm not I'm not super excited about it. I'm not going to rank him as a top 12 option. He's fine as an RB2 or a flex in this matchup. So maybe a guy that um, it, it's, it's just an in case of emergency floor play. Exactly. Yep. Um, how about Michael Gallup suffering a hit pointer listed as week to week? Uh, does I don't really think anybody's been playing Michael Gallup, so I don't really think that's the story here. But C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, if they are, if you know, presuming Michael Gallup is uh, out over the next two weeks, both of these receivers get a huge bump just based on on volume alone, right? Absolutely, yeah, they they for sure would. I mean, you look at the trends too, like with this Philly defense, which is who they play. They missed Darius Slay last week who's uh, been in the concussion protocol. We'll see if he's back, but they're down there starting two safeties. And the secondary has just been absolutely blowtorched by wide receiver one. So you look at what happened recently, Dodger Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Devonte Adams, DK Metcalf. These guys have all just gone off against the secondary. So if Gallup sits, I have some intrigue in Amari Cooper as like a sneaky high upside week winning type of performance this week. I know it's Andy Dalton and things aren't awesome, but this defense is just getting crushed. So if Gallup sits with this hit pointer, which it looks like he's about 50 50 right now to play or not play, you can get this injury injected for pain control, but it is one of those that usually is a multi-week type of scenario before the player gets back to hundred percent. So either way, I do have some intrigue in this Dallas passing offense this week, just how given how bad the, the Eagle secondary has been over the last month of the season. All right. I'm going to, Take a moment. I want to talk about the entire 49ers offense. As we so often have this injury or this uh, for this injury podcast, we've spent a lot of time in San Francisco uh, here every Tuesday. Nick Mullins uh, has a right elbow strain. You have Raheem Mostert with an ankle sprain. You have Jeff Wilson, who has a right hamstring and an ankle sprain. He left the game, although Jeff Wilson did re-enter the game, correct? So, Raheem Mostert, done. Uh, Jeff Wilson came back in. Who's going to be rushing the ball in week 16? Because I have a feeling we're going to want whoever that is in our lineup if we have some idea of who it is. But goodness gracious, 49ers, just call it a year. Yeah, seriously. it's. I mean, they're easily the most injured team in the entire NFL. But it's kind of tricky because I was excited about George Kittle maybe coming back. And like I was excited about some of these options. But now you have to look at this entire offense. Look at the landscape. They're not going to make the playoffs, obviously. So I doubt we see Jimmy G come back this year because why would you? Same story for George Kittle. There was optimism he'll be back, but it doesn't make sense for the team to bring him back if they don't need him to play for nothing. And then now the running backs are all injured, right? So Raheem Mostert, uh, like you said, aggravated his ankle injury. He needs the offseason to get healthy. If he plays, huge, huge risk. Red flag for sure. Jeff Wilson, not only battling a hamstring, but also an ankle injury as well. You said he entered the game. He told reporters he's fine. 
We'll see what the practice reports show this week. I'm not as optimistic, especially given that they play on Saturday instead of Sunday. So time is not in their favor. And then you talk about the quarterback situation, right? Like if it's not Jimmy G, if CJ Beathard's out with this ulnar collateral ligament sprain, it's probably going to be CJ Beathard. I don't know what to do with this offense. Jarek McKinnon might be the lead back. We'll see. Michael Hastie's also on IR, right? So to me, when you talk about all this stuff, it's Brandon Ayuk. That's the team. That is the player you want with all the volume there. So outside of that, not a lot of interest for me this week. Well, you know what? Brandon Ayuk, he can he can obviously catch the ball. He can run the ball. Can he throw the ball and make the catch himself? I think that's the only out. thing we have left to see here, and I'm very anxious to see it. Uh, how about another big injury out there in Cali? Cam Akers, left ankle sprain, high ankle sprain. You got to be worried about this one, but does clear out the backfield. We already had Sean McVay come out and say that uh, they do not expect to have Cam Akers in week 16, so we can write him off. Holy Moses, does this make Daryl Henderson a league-winning play? Because he's available in 40% of leagues right now, which is kind of bonkers. I think he definitely could be. I mean... The only thing is with this backfield, and we've seen this in the past, this team is not going to give 90% of the opportunities to Daryl Henderson the way they were with Cam Akers, in my opinion. There was a report that came out this morning on Tuesday morning, and basically the coaching staff was kind of saying, you know, we'll see how the game flow goes based off of how we use these running backs, talking about Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. And they're playing Seattle, which usually these divisional games are pretty close. And if I think that's the case, I think we'll see a lot of Daryl Henderson and a little bit of Malcolm Brown sprinkled in. We've seen Brown more in passing situations where uh, when the Rams are losing, Brown's in there catching passes. So if you tell yourself a story and you think the Rams come out and win this game against Seattle, then yes, Daryl Henderson should be a really solid play. Seattle has been a good matchup for running backs most of the season. So I do think he's a rock solid RB two, but he may not be that like top five option that we're kind of hoping for the way we saw cam makers potentially be last week until he injured his ankle and they fell on their face against the jets. So he's really intriguing as an RB two this week. And if he's on waivers, yes, scoop him up. All right. I love it. Let's pivot to some wide receivers before we close out today's show. Trey Smith. We already have Michael Thomas on IR already without uh, your wide receiver one that you drafted this season. Now, next man up, Trey, uh, I guess not next man up. We've got Emmanuel Sanders, but uh, third man up. Uh, who's going to catch the ball? Are we just expecting uh, 17 to 20 targets for Alvin Kamara this week? Honestly, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a bad thing, especially if you somehow kind of made it through like that rough stretch with Taysom Hill to get into the playoffs and win last week. Yeah, Alvin Kamara should be the, the focal point here of this offense. Like you said, you know, Michael Thomas on IR with that high ankle sprain. Traquan Smith has battled ankle injuries throughout his career. I doubt we see him this week. They were playing guys like Lil Jordan Humphrey. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel to get pass catchers here. So it will likely be Emmanuel Sanders, hopefully more Jared Cook if you need a tight end start. And then I think just an absolute ton of targets to Alvin Kamara. I could see that. Definitely this week, given the lack of pass catchers. Love it, love it, love it. Last but not least, let's talk about Tyler Boyd. Uh, did enter the concussion protocol last night on Monday Night Football. Got to worry about that. He took a really tough hit, uh, slammed his head into the turf. What uh, Does he have a, a concussion history that we should be worried about? I know we say every concussion is different. Every brain injury is different. But 
Um, what's Tyler Boyd's history in terms of, of, you know, what we know of his concussion history? Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't, and I don't have these kind of pulled up in front of me. I don't know that he has a significant history. Um, I'll definitely be able to look that up and kind of put it out on social media or something. But to my knowledge, he does not have a history. But, you know, you look at the situation. This happened on a Monday night. This team now has six days to play. Typically, those later week injuries, so, you know, a player that gets a concussion on a Thursday has a much better chance of being ready for the following Sunday than someone that plays on Monday. That's just how the concussion protocol works. So I think Tyler Boyd, who, you know, he's been in kind of like a wide receiver three, four-ish type of guy with their quarterback situation. Not super excited about him anyway. I doubt we see him clear protocol. But like you said, no two concussions are the same. Some players accelerate a little bit faster through that, some a little slower. So we'll have to wait and see with Tyler Boyd. But I think if you're relying on him as a flex option, Definitely start making backup plans for this week. I like that. And if you're in need for a tight end, I don't think Drew Sample is the worst pickup, uh, especially given the potential for a Tyler Boyd absence. Uh, he's been getting some decent volume over the last month or so. Could be a, a, a integral part of this offense in week 16. Uh, let's, let's be honest. The tight end position is a disaster anyway. So, hey, shoot your shot. Any other advice or injuries you want to discuss before we close out today's show? I think the only real uh, obvious one or kind of one that we should monitor for sure this week, well, two actually, two big names. Christian McCaffrey, of course, the rumors are that he wants to come back and that he's working to get back with this quad injury. I don't think we see him, but we'll see. One of the practice reports. And then same story for Julio Jones. Like I've said, I feel like every single week on this show, he needs the offseason to get right. And obviously the Falcons have nothing to play for. So I doubt we see Julio or Christian McCaffrey this week if they are sitting on your bench. Very disappointing. You'll want your studs healthy. Hopefully that, you know, all of our guys come back well rested for the 2021 season and we can get back on track as far as injuries because it has been a brutal season, but we survived. Hopefully all of you guys did too. Good luck in your week 16 matchups. Let's bring home the trophy. Send us some pictures of your lineups. I would love to see which rosters of yours made it to the Fantasy Football Championships. Follow me, Kate, on Twitter, at FFBallBlast. Follow Mr. Matthew Betts, the famous Matthew Betts. So famous. So famous (laughs) at the Fantasy PT. Uh, Be sure to check out all of his injury analysis. Check out the, uh, the report for the ballers, the injury breakdown. The link for that will be uh, in the show notes for today. And yeah, good luck, guys. 